This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, all eyes are on Woodbine today, especially in a filly by the name of Moira, this year's Queen's Plate winner who skipped the last two legs of the Canadian Triple Crown to race today in the $750,000 E.P. Taylor Stakes, a race that sees the three-year-old filly taking on the world. You could say not only will Moira be racing against some older mares, but also a number of European breads while competing over the turf at one and a quarter miles. Today will be Moira's first start on the grass as well and the winner of four out of five starts lifetime will also be chasing history as no other filly has completed the queen's plate and ep taylor daily double wow the ep taylor stakes is just part of a stakes field card at woodbine today and someone who has his finger in the pulse of the rexdale tracks action is woodbine handicapper and daily simulcast host and a friend of the show jeff bratt who will join us shortly and will help break down not only the ep taylor stakes but other stakes events on a stellar card of racing being offered at Wood buying today. Also, well, friend of the show, Jennifer Morrison will join us again today. Not only will Jennifer talk about the Ontario quarter horse, uh, horse track, Ajax Downs, as they are in the home stretch of their 2022 meeting, but also we'll talk about today's Woodbine racing card, as well as giving our listeners an update on her best-selling book, Run with a Mighty Heart, and how you can pick up a copy of this very good read. In addition, friend of the show, Ken Middleton, will join us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And beside being Woodbine Mohawk Park's well-recognized race announcer, Ken is also a trainer and owner. And today's Ken will talk about the September it was at Woodbine Mohawk Park and also what we can look forward to in October, including October 28th and 29th, when Woodbine Mohawk Park will play host to this year's end championship, the Breeders' Crown Stakes event. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems of Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks that are racing today with their ponies picks today, as always sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show, so you'd better get your HBI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing. And rocket ship racing. More from the track when we come back on 1059 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. 
Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, Larry Simpson, the Bulldog Hanover of horse racing. How are you, Larry? I'm doing okay. How about you? Good, good. Before we get started, you got some news about Woodbine to share the listeners. I do. Uh, effective uh, October 7th, uh, Woodbine's first race post times have been changed to on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. They move from 1.10 p.m. to 1.20 p.m. Okay. And their Thursdays are going to remain at uh, 4.50. So it was just the Friday, Saturday, and Sundays post times that they've changed, and that's effective uh as of October 7th. Okay, good stuff. Now, before we get to some other news, a lot of people in horse racing are still hot about Sonny Leon and that b- b- battle between Hot Rod Charlie and Rich Strike last week. And Sonny Leon, now, there's so much controversy about this. It looked to me like he was leaning over and trying to push the other horse, another jockey. He claimed the saddle slipped. Uh, we've not heard the last of this. I think it's a he said, she said no. It, it, Absolutely. Uh, it, exactly. And, uh, Sonny Leone is supposed to have a 15-day suspension. I don't know. I, I think I heard that he is appealing it. But, uh, you know, there's been jockeys pipe up, ex-jockeys. Uh, Richard Migliori had stated that, uh, uh, you know, this was, you know, very similar to what some other jockeys do, but he kind of went over the line Oh, he bit. was leaned over quite he a was, bit. He was leaned over quite a bit. And, uh, you know, there still is a question of whether the saddle did slip or didn't slip. Uh, if you look at the, you know, at the video, it, it, it's very tough to tell, you know, so. But, but Larry, you know, just the last point in this is it's, it's so dangerous riding a horse at that speed with that close. It doesn't take much for disaster to happen. And I can get why other jockeys are quite upset about this. Well, yeah, because you're you're dealing with, you know, thousands of pounds of horses rubbing, running right into each other like that. And, and uh, you know, they get their legs tangled and you'll have two jockeys go down and not just one, you know. It's pretty scary. Uh, some news about friend of the show, Mark Cassie. Uh, yep. Mark, uh, had a very good, uh, day last, uh, Sunday. He you was, could say. Yeah. Yeah. He had a very good day. He, Breeders, uh, Stakes, he was one, two, and, uh, it was kind of a redemption for the, the winner, uh, sir, for sure. Uh, because, uh, if you recall in the Prince of Wales at, uh, Fort Erie, uh, the horse, uh, stumbled and lost his, uh, Declan Carroll, the, uh, mm-hmm. the rider, and, uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't panic. They put the horse back in and, uh, uh, Dick Lang Carroll rode the horse, rode him well. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a big day. And, uh, you know, Mark was, was one, two in the, in the breeders. So. And potentially a big weekend for Kevin Attart. Uh, this weekend. Yeah. There's some horse by the name of Moira or something racing. And, uh, she's a fine lady. She's a fine lady. And we're, she's going to be racing against some other fine ladies, uh, in the EP Taylor stakes today at, uh, at Woodbine, and I would think if everything goes well, you know, we may see her in a Breeders' uh, Cup event next month. 
As always, we're thrilled to be joined once again by Woodbine Entertainment's track handicapper and daily simulcast host Jeff Brad, of course, friend of the show. What a card of racing schedule today at Woodbine highlighted by the return of Queen's Play winner Moira in the much-anticipated EP Taylor Stakes. Follow him at Woodbine Brad. He's a great follow on social media. Jeff, as always, welcome to the show. Great to be with you guys. Really looking forward to today's card of race. Always great when you get a chance to take a look at a Queen's Plate winner. Yeah, and, the, and it's, you know, we, we were talking about this before we went on the air, Jeff. There's a little bit extra buzz. Uh, Moira, because of her horse, because of her, I guess, inaugural turn on the E.P. Taylor track and the grass. And there's a lot of things to look forward to that's going to be hard to predict. It makes for an exciting race. It does. I mean, first of all, we all know that she's the best Canadian bred three-year-olds. Uh, there's no doubt about that anymore. And I like the fact that now they're saying, you know what, let's face tougher and see what we've got because uh, she's she's beat up Canadian competition. Now we have to see what she can do against the world. And there was a lot of debate, guys, about whether they would stay here at Whitbine or go down to Keelan. But she does have some quirks to her. She's a horse that is not easy in the paddock area. So I think Kevin made the right move, staying right here at Woodbine and uh, saying, you know what, we'll stay in our backyard, we'll give it a shot here, and uh, we'll see what we've got with Moira as she gets onto the E.P. Taylor turf course in grass for the very first time. This field, you know, you only have one grade one winner in it, so it's not like it's a, it's a gigantic move up in class, and uh, she fits very nicely into this race, I would think. Hmm. So what do you think Kevin's plans would be uh, should Moira race well and, and, and win today? Is it maybe uh, Breeders' Cup, you think? I would think so, yeah. I would, th- I would think maybe even top three. I would think they would give that some strong consideration, Larry. I mean, uh, the one thing that I really like about her is she's gone better with each and every race. And um, her, her mom's produced a horse that's had success on the grass in terms of being a broodmare. She herself, her mom. Uh, was a two-time winner on grass. She was a stakes winner on turf. So, yeah, I think they really want to gauge, like, what is next with this horse? Do they go down the States to have a steady uh, winter campaign with her as well? But, yeah, if she finishes in the top three in this particular event, you would think that uh, she is Breeders' Cup bound. Well, speaking of Breeders' types races, the Breeders' Stakes last week, Mark Cassie had a huge weekend. Uh, a little surprise <laughs> of how, how successful Cassie was? I was surprised that her for sure was that cold on the board. That's what surprised me. I, I, if memory serves me correct, I think it was around six to one. Mm-hmm. And what I just love about the story was it was just sort of a bit of a redemption story because in the Prince of Wales, everything went wrong. Uh, they go down, they ship their horses in tights, unseats the rider, and you're, you're done. I mean, the race is over at that point. And I just love the fact that, you know, Mark, he never panicked. Uh, Declan was always going to ride the horse back in the Breeders' Stakes. And and I interviewed Declan after he won the race, and he was pretty emotional about it. You know, that's, that's a big win uh, for a young rider like that. So um, he's such a big horse, so I, I wasn't surprised about the distance. Um, he's, he potentially could get better as he gets older, too, because he's such a, such a big horse that I think he's still somewhat going into his body a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, so would you consider him the real deal now and he's just, as he's just coming into his own? You know, it's funny, Larry, I was, ta- I was thinking about that and talking about it with some colleagues of mine. You know, if I had to vote right now for, for champion three-year-old boy, and I realize there's still a ways to go uh, this season, but he, he's the best of the boys as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he, he won the play trial, he, he ran well in the plates, he finished the top three, and then and then he comes back and wins the Breeders' Stakes. I think, I think he's the best three-year-old boy we've got as of right now, but... As we all know in the sports world, things can change. Mm-hmm. Also going on is a pretty cool little race, the Grade 3 $150,000 Durham Stakes on the Tapita surface, uh, featuring some pretty good horses, Jeff. 
You know, I was I was wondering if Muddy Hart was going to go in here. I was wondering if Treason was going to go in here for Conditioner Josie Carroll. We have neither. However, we've got some very interesting horses in here, like like the King, who last ran the Niagara. We've got Special Forces, who maybe got his confidence back. You've got some shippers. You've got Frosted Over and Artie Storm. We know those horses very, very well. But I'll tell you who the wild card is to me in this race. And that's number seven, Ombre. This is a Canadian bred. They elected to race down the state last season. They thought that potentially this was a Queen's Plate horse last year. Got sidetracked, but came back off the layoff of Roger Atfield and just crushed last time out. Obviously, the surface is a bit of a question mark, but I'm very curious to see what we've got here with Ombre. And we'll see if Roger uh, can pull another rabbit out of his hat. Okay, and then you got the grade two in the Arctic at six furlongs on the turf. Who do you like in there? Very unoriginal, Larry. Uh, very <laughs> unoriginal pick in this one, unfortunately. Um, I'm all in on Bound for Nowhere. He, yeah. um, for, for an eight-year-old, very unusual to see a horse like this race just 19 times. But he's won half of his races. He's made over a million dollars. And Wesley Ward had a great quote. He said, listen, I own the horse. I don't have to, I don't have to talk to any owners. I can just do what I want with him. And uh, they've taken their time with this guy. And it kind of been pointing them towards this race, so very unoriginal. I apologize, <laughs> but Bell uh, for Nowhere is going to be my selection in that race. Speaking, as always, with the always entertaining Woodbine Entertainment's track handicapper and dealer, Samuel Cass, host Jeff Brad, who always brings this great insight to the sport every time he joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And it, it's been an exciting year at Woodbine in 2022, Jeff. And, and Larry and I have talked a lot about it. We're like, even I've been like, wow, this is some impressive racing. What, is, what has caught your eye as some of the best races you've witnessed this year? I've got to go back to the mile, Jim, uh, to see modern games. I mean, to get one of the best milers in, in the entire world to come here to Woodbine and to run as well as he did and to put that race on the map. It was already on the map, but just like to keep it on the map, um, I, I think is massive. I love the fact that Moira Philly beat the boys in the Queens plate. I always think that's a storyline for sure. And I'll tell you what, one of the emerging storylines for me that I'm watching right now is Slade Jones, a 16-year-old kid Brian as well as he did. When I was 16, I was playing road hockey and just trying to stay out of mm. trouble, so um, just to see him doing so well, that, that one of the storylines for me as well. And just the fact, too, that you know we've had fans consistently in the grandstand all year long has been terrific, too. And, and real quick on that, you know, a 16-year-old rider, that, uh, memory serves, isn't it about the age of Steve Cawthon when he was a big jockey in the 70s in the States? You don't yeah. see many teen jockeys performing at that level because it, it's such a difficult science to master. It is. It is, and I, I think, Larry, the last one that we probably had here would have been Mickey Walls, I think, being that young. You know, he was riding in B.C., and then he came here, and he rode as a teenager. I, yeah. I just, I can't imagine the maturity at, at that age to be able to focus to ride a race like that, and he's just, he's, he's very mature, very professional, and um, I, I've been really impressed with him. Hmm. Well, Sandy Hawley was, was pretty young when he started riding, yep, too, if I he was young was too, he yes. Yeah, there's not many. I mean, you can count them on one hand, though, to be that young to yeah. be racing, uh, be on a mount and a race that level. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think it was more common back then than uh, than it is is now, and that's why you know that this is kind of a you know a, a new story, right, for racing here. Yeah, and I think I like we use the hockey analogy. I think you know you see the odd NHLer like at the age of nineteen cracking mm -hmm, the league mm -hmm, and having, mm -hmm. actually having some success. You know that's kind of the analogy that I use. But like at sixteen, I mean, you wonder what the future is going to hold. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow, Larry. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay, I guess let's let's talk uh, Breeders' Cup. It's coming up, and we've already mm -hmm. you know referred to it earlier when we were talking about Moira and that. Uh, uh, is it a special time of year for you? 
this is this is our Super Bowl. This is what <laughs> uh, we get up for every day. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's potentially see flight line in action. I mean, he's obviously one of the best horses that I've ever seen race, and uh, he's going to go down and uh, give it a shot at Keeneland. I think the fact, too, it's on the East Coast is, is kind of special for us, too, here at Woodbine, because it's so much easier for the Woodbine base horse to ship down there. Whereas it's in California, it's a bit more of a challenge. But yeah, Breeders' Cup. And now the fact that it's two days, you, you get spoiled. Imagine mm-hmm. having two Super Bowls. I mean, that would be fantastic. We, we get that in thoroughbred racing. You get the, we get the Friday and the Saturday. So yeah, Breeders' Cup is, is, is always a lot of fun. And you know, hopefully we have some horses that have raced here at Woodbine go down there and have some success. And Jeff, you know, Larry and I have mentioned this before. It, it, as you know, Canadians, people who live in southern Ontario and the connection of Woodbine, there is a sense of pride when you see jockeys and horses and trainers who ply their trade at Woodbine come up and do well at the Breeders. It means a lot. It does. Uh, Pizza Bianca last year is a perfect example. You look back at it and... Uh, you know, the fact that she ran so well here and then she goes down uh, to the States and is able to have Breeders' Cup success, it just it puts your races on the map. And what it does is it makes you proud of the product that you put on here and the fact that horses can come here and they can really make it as a stepping stone event for some bigger things down the line, too. So, yeah, we definitely take pride. And whenever a Canadian bred wins, that's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whenever a Canadian bred jockey or horse wins, you know, that's just that's just a fantastic, that's a real sense of pride for me. Yeah. And getting back to Moira, if, you know, she races well today and that the plan probably would be the, as you alluded to the, uh, Breeders' Cup, um, yeah. you know, but then you have the issue that she doesn't travel that well, correct? And, and, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. so is that going to be, do you think that's going to be a detriment in, in, in her performance or is, is well, it going to be difficult I, I getting her even there? Plus Larry potentially. And the reason why I think another reason why they went there is it gives her a little bit more time. I think if my memory serves me correct, maybe it's about four weeks before the breeders cup. So yeah. Kevin can maybe take her down like two weeks beforehand and really mm-hmm. try to get her used to what's going on down there. He's got last call as well. He's going to be racing in the, in the breeders cup too. So I, I think that would be the plan and just to try to get her used to the surroundings down there. And at least it's a van ride. And sometimes when you go to California, you can, you can't fly if you want, but more often than not, it's a longer van ride. But I, I think that would be the, the game plan going in just to try and get her down there a little bit earlier than usual. Yeah. And you know this, Jeff. I mean, there's some athletes who don't travel well, don't fly well. Just they struggle with the stress and anxiety of travel. Why would a horse be no different? Yeah, exactly. And a first time doing it too, Jim. I mean, that's you know, that's that's another thing too. You're just never sure how they're going to handle it. So that's why I think it's it's a, it's a plus if you can just sort of time it out and give the horse a chance to relax a little bit. Uh, it's about a ten hour drive uh, from here down to Keeneland, so mm-hmm. it's it's not mm-hmm. it's not overly taxing, I don't think, but, uh, you know, I, I, I can speak for, I'm not a horse, but I'm very much a routine guy. <laughs> I like my routine. So I imagine my probably likes the routine a little bit as well. Sorry, breaking news on Ponies 24-7. Jeff Brad says, I'm not a horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, uh, Larry, like the season. Yeah. 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 Well, before you go, let's, uh, let's get a couple more winners uh, today from you at, uh, at sure. Woodbine. So I got I got two. I got one viewed as a bounce block prospect coming up in race number three on the day, and that's number three, that being Love to Run. I think Lido Key is going to be a little bit overbet in that race. I'm hoping that Love to Run is able to, to bounce back with a better performance from Mark Cassie. And I'm going to stick with Cassie for my best bet coming up in race number five, and this is the number two, Ticker Tape Home. 
And uh, Secretary Poem is one that I think is facing much tougher. I know I know the race has been bad down the states, but it's now coming back here to Woodbine. I think it's got a great shot to bounce back with a better performance. And if the horse wins, they will have a ticker tape parade for ticker tape home <laughs> in race number five. <laughs> yeah, well, before we let you go again, uh, we, we had Ernie Perry on last week, mm-hmm. and I asked him, you know, give us one of his favorite angles. And I don't think we've ever... No. We had you on before, and I don't think we've ever asked you, you know, what's one of your favorite handicapping angles? One of my favorite angles is going to make the gentleman listening to the show a little bit uncomfortable. His first time gilding. Uh, that's one of my, uh, <laughs> one of my angles. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's because I think horses sometimes they get their mind on other things and they lose their focus a little bit. And if you can use that ultimate equipment change, I think sometimes they become a little bit more focused. So we'll keep it at that. <laughs> Beautiful. Jeff, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the racing season. We'll talk down the road. All the best, guys. Thank you for having me on. Keep up the great work. You know it. When we come back, friend of the show, another friend of the show, Jennifer Morrison. We love her. She'll join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All righty, welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show and friend of all in horse racing, Jennifer Morrison joining us again today. And Jennifer is the one that knows all about Ajax Downs and their quarter horse race meet that is wrapping up later this month. Jennifer, is always, welcome to the show. It's always a pleasure. Oh, hello, Jim, and thank you so much. Hello, Larry. I very much appreciate you having me on. No problem. And tell the listeners, let us know what's Ajax Downs been like this year. Tell us about it. Yeah, Ajax, uh, we've been doing very well. Um, the wagering is uh, up substantially from last season. The only thing that is a struggle, which it is for most tracks, is horse population. Um, you know, we've had lots of breeders have uh, their mares have foals this year, but we're sort of in a wait and see for a year or two to get some more horses. But uh, it's been a really uh, exciting season. The best part has been uh, just lots of new stuff, including uh, the hook races, 
or going around a turn, and we have one of those coming up this holiday Monday. Hmm. And also, holiday Monday is a special day of racing because it's Pumpkin Day. Tell us about that. Ooh. <laughs> Yes, Pumpkin Day. Yes, they love to they love to have their Pumpkin Day. Well, it's um the first one hundred kids get um a little pumpkin to decorate, so that's fun. And then apparently the headless horseman makes an appearance on the racetrack at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and we have uh, nine races. Like I said, race one is a seven hundred and seventy yard open uh, allowance race, so the horses will be going around a turn. And then the feature race of the day is the 49th running of the Alex Tikov Memorial Championship. That's uh, essentially the big race for older horses to wrap up the year. And uh, had to be Ivory, who is five for five already this season, coming off a track record-setting uh, effort uh, last month, is going to be heavily favored on Monday. I know there has been talk about sometimes lack of horses in different tracks. How has Ajax Downs fared out with their amount of horses and the amount of horses in the respective races? Yeah, it's been very uh, difficult. Um, you know, we have nine races on Monday, but the fields are small. You know, we, we only have uh, three racing dates left. So horses are, um, you know, a lot of horses have already gone to the farm to rest till next year. So, yeah, it's been difficult. There's no question about it. But I know that there are plenty of foals and yearlings in the uh, farms around Ontario. So we're hoping for, you know, another 50 or so horses for next year and uh, increase by then. But we're also encouraging people to, you know, contact Ajax Downs and the quarter horse, uh, quarter racing owners of Ontario. Uh, there's syndicates available for a small amount of money you can join up and uh, get a share in a racehorse uh, we're always looking for new owners well larry and i have talked about it jennifer to me that's the future of all horse racing in canada is those group of owners instead of just one person yeah. owning everything absolutely yeah we have to get people together and i mean sharing the fun is what it's all about it's families sharing the fun too i mean there's so many families involved in the uh, horse racing in particular quarter horse racing and um, there's nothing better than that Okay. All right. Well, let's move to Woodbine now. That's another track I think you're a little bit familiar with, right? <laughs> a little bit. So, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. And obviously the talk today is about uh, Moira and the E.P. Taylor Stakes. Uh, looking back, how do you think she would have looked in the Prince of Wales or the Breeders? Oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, Moira is um, certainly one of the best fillies we have seen in quite some time. Um devastating wins in the Woodbine Oaks and beating the boys in the Queen's Plate. Um, well, I mean, if she ran in the swap, uh, the track was swapping for the Prince of Wales, you know, I mean, she probably would have won that race. I mean, you know, nobody would take a chance with a you know, horse that valuable, uh, risking, you know, maybe at a sloppy track. Um, the Breeders' Stakes, I definitely think she would have won that race. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would have been a chance. Maybe she could have swept the triple crown, but you know, there's no bonus for winning a triple crown. You get your name in, in lights, uh, and that's it. But she has a collection of owners who, uh, want to eventually sell her as a broodmare. So, um, the most important thing for, for Moira and for the owners is to see how she stacks up against the best. And that's grade one company. So she's going to race uh, tomorrow, Saturday, today, I guess, Saturday, in the grade one E.P. Taylor Stakes. 
Jennifer, what I love about you is you bring such a great journalistic writing style to the way you look at horse racing. What is it about the romanticism of a filly in horse racing that brings a lot of fans to the sport? Oh, man, it is uh, it is really something. You know, Lexi Liu uh, comes to mind. I mean, we've had some great fillies. And, uh, of course, Dan Smartly was the biggest of them all when she won the Canadian Triple Crown, and then went off to the States to win the Breeders' Cup distaff. You know, it's, um, it's a, you know, it's the, the tale of silly beating the boys. I mean, um, in, in people, horse people, you know, women beat the men all the time in, in horse racing, but it isn't that uh, common because, you know, the fillies have their own races, filly and mare races. But when you get a filly that uh, beats the boys and and she's got this personality too, you know, and she's got the fun name, you know, she was named after the, the, the kind of kooky, uh, main character, uh, Moira in Schitt's Creek. So, yeah. mm. uh, and her owners are quite, you know, very much characters. They're into hockey, they're Canadian, they're, um, you know, there's some American owners there too. So there's a whole package that goes along with Moira and, um, people are just in love with her. I mean, Seriously, since the Queen's Plate, Kevin Attard and the owners like Donato Lani or David Anderson have been asked every single day, 20 times a day, what's she going to run in next? What's she going <laughs> to run in next? Well, now we know. We can't wait to see her, how she stacks up uh, at Woodbine against some uh, older mares from the States and Europe on the grass for the first time. So what's your opinion? How do you think she's going to do today? <laughs> well, um... You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her win. Um, she's going to be low odds, I think, and not worth betting on. But this is going to be a tough test. You don't, you don't ever bet a horse at low odds trying something for the first time. That's that's a rule of, of us uh, betters and handicappers. So um, I think she'll acquit herself very well. I think she'll be in the top three. Um, but, you know, I've picked her third, uh, but... What a thrill it would be to see her win. But, uh, yeah, I think you're third. I think there's uh, some tough horses in there. I'm very interested in the filly that has come over from Germany. Her name is My Lady. And um, the people that are sending her over have sent horses to Woodbine before, and they've run well. So you're not going to send a filly like that all the way from Germany uh, if you don't think you've got a big chance to win the $750,000 purse. That's a good point, Larry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, talk about the rest of the card uh, today at uh, Woodbine and, and some of the other races. Uh, anything catch your eye? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's uh, so many great in stakes races today. Um, I really like uh, the Durham Cup is a mile and a 16th for older horses, and um, that division is really uh, sort of up in the air as far as the leader. And uh, I like a horse that sort of only recently came to Woodbine. Mark Cassie has taken over his training. Uh, his name is Light the King, and he hasn't raced since July when he was racing on the grass. But his um, workouts on the main track at Woodbine have been absolutely stellar recently. So I'm really looking at it. He's a little bit of a long shot play in the eighth race, the Durham Cup. Like the King. And I'm going to give you another little long shot. This is more of a sentimental one because this is one of the big stories that won't get much coverage. The seventh race is the grade two New Arctic stakes and um, Hall of Fame trainer Mike Keogh is saddling Wedgwood, who will be a long shot. 
but I think the horse has got a chance to hit the top three. But this will be Mike Keogh's last horse that he races oh. um, as a trainer. He is retiring right after the New Arctic Stakes um, today. And um, because Gus Ship Dance, who passed away a few years ago, um, all his horses have been retired. And Wedgwood will run once more in the Sunnyrotic Stakes and then be retired as well. So Mike is going to retire from training, and uh, it's going to be a, a very uh, sentimental day. So we'll watch out for that, and hopefully I'll get a chance to write about it this weekend. Before we get an update on your great book, Run With a Mighty Heart, uh, what has really stuck out to you as your most impressive performance you've seen at Woodbine this year, Jennifer? Oh, whew, that's a good one. I mean, I would say, boy, we're in the Queen's plate. I mean, you know, and I'm not talking about the fact that she won by seven lengths over the boys and, uh, you know, ran so fast, but it was the it was the quick move that she made on the turn where the two Colts got away on the turn, Ironstone and um, I've forgotten the other one, but they took off, uh, oh, the Minster, and they took off on the turn and, and I thought, oh, boy, she's not really going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, I saw Raquel Hernandez just sort of turn his hands a bit on her neck, and she took off. I mean, I've seen a lot of great performances this year, but that's one of the most impressive runs I've seen in probably a couple of years. Hmm. Larry? Okay. Uh, let's talk now about your book. You've, uh, you're an award-winning horse racing writer. <laughs> Nice. That's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, yeah. And you've got the book, Run with a Mighty Heart. Uh, how the sales been, and, and how can people uh, buy a copy? Well, uh, sales have been pretty good. It's been fun to uh, cart it around all year. Um, I've been selling it here and there. It's, it's available on Amazon and um, the chapter's website. And, you know, people can always find me on Twitter and uh and send me a message, and because I usually have some at the racetrack. Um, the best, the most exciting news is that I'm up for an award, the Dr. Tony Ryan Award, which is for horse racing books um, written in a certain year, and it's the uh, United States. So on November 3rd, I'm heading to Kentucky to, um, I'm a top three finalist for that nice. award. And yeah. the, the grand prize is $10,000 U.S. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I'm heading down there with my friend, Nikki Pappas, and we're going to, I've already got, uh, so finishing second or third, or being in the top three, I've already won $1,000 in a little trophy, and the ceremony's held at Castleton Lions Farm in Kentucky, and Dr. Tony Ryan uh, owned that farm, and he had a love for horse racing and literature, so this is like a 20- or 25-year-old award, so... That is pretty exciting, and uh, that'd be a real nice way to end the year. And mm. then I got to start thinking about another book. <laughs> I got to find a topic. Yeah. The Larry yeah. Simpson story. <laughs> Larry Simpson. Do you know who the your Larry comp- Simpson story? There yeah. you go. Yeah, there you go. That would be uh, that'd be comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who your competition is? Who who the other two uh, finalists yeah. are? Yeah, yeah. There's there are two fiction books actually. One's called uh, Death by Equine, yeah. oh. which I actually read already, and it's pretty good uh, mystery and you know what i'm uh, i'm at a loss i'm thinking of the third book and it's another fiction book but i can't quite remember it but uh, if people want to know more about it they can um just google dr tony ryan uh and um he's since passed away but the dr tony ryan award 
the three finalists, my book, Death by Equine, and drawing a blank because, you know, I've got all this goop in my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer, (laughs) we're a little biased, but we're absolutely pulling for you in this award. It's always an absolute thrill to have you on. All the best, and we'll talk more down the road. Good luck. Thank you very much, Jim and Larry. You guys have a great holiday weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Gobble, gobble. Thank you. After the break, when we come back, Woodby Mohawk Park track announcer Ken Middleton will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We'll be with Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Leave it, Ontario. Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 1059 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, Woodbine Mohawk Park track announcer Ken Middleton will join us today to talk more about the September that was at the amazing Campbellville Oval and how the track is readying itself for the upcoming Breeders' Crown Stakes event. It's pretty incredible to think about it, the final weekend of October. Ken, as always, welcome to the show. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Well good, well, good. Not as good as Woodbine Mohawk Park in September to tell the listeners how special it was. Uh, you know what, it's like having the Super Bowl, the World Series, the Stanley Cup, and, uh, you know, the Masters all in one month uh, at the same facility, and that's what we're treated to every single Saturday. The hits just keep getting better and better. Um, yeah, it, it truly was a magical month for sure. The September to remember they coined it. Yeah, and, and how good was the uh, the Mohawk Million? Yeah, it's a fascinating race. Um, just the concept of it, uh, the popularity of it, and obviously the star power that's attracted to it. Um, and the great thing about it is, you know, week after week we get a lot of the local horses. We see them time and time again. But that's the kind of race where you get horses coming in from all the different jurisdictions, uh, Indiana, Ohio, New Jersey, New York, and Ontario, uh, Pennsylvania, and they all collide for, you know, that, that magnificent purse that's offered. So that that's what makes that event unique and, and very attractive, not only to fans, but, of course, people too. Ken, for Larry and I, it's something very special at Woodby Mohawk Park this year has been just this uber-incredible horse, Bulldog Hanover, who did it again at the Dayton Derby with the last, I don't know, 
250 yards was like shot out of a cannon. I mean, can you tell the listeners like how special of a horse this is? Yeah, he really is. He's, um, you know, he's a horse that obviously we saw lots of as a two and three year old, but the way he transformed this year into, uh, you know, what he, what he's transformed into this year was uh, kind of unpredictable and, and unheard of. Um, generally, um, you, you see that magnificent star power at two and three, and he showed flashes of it, but he's just taken it to a whole new level this year. Um, it really is unbelievable for him to be able to go the speed that he does week after week and dominate the way he does week after week. It just seems like there's no end to him. Um, so it should, should be an exciting end of the season for him. He, he's got a, an upcoming engagement in Lexington at the Red Mile where people are thinking, you know, if the right kind of day presents itself, it's warm weather, if he gets speed in front of him, he, he could even lower his own all-time world record. And then, of course, we'll see him here for the Breeders' Crown. And I believe he's got a couple engagements at the end of the year in the United States, and then that'll be it for him. Hmm. You've watched a lot of harness uh, horses race in your your uh, career as an announcer and an owner and a trainer and, and that. Uh, how does he rank up there with some of the best horses? He's in the conversation. Um, it's so hard. It's it's like comparing superstars in hockey from different generations, uh or, you know, baseball hitters in different generations. Um, you know, there's Nia Tross, who in my eyes is still the greatest of all time. Um, but you have to marvel at a horse like Bulldog Hanover because he's doing things that no other horse has done before from a speed perspective and just the way he's dominating. And a horse like Some Beach Somewhere, who we saw uh, plenty of, you know, back when he was racing in his prime. Um, horses like that don't come along all that often, and you really appreciate them when they do. So, yeah, he is a super, super great horse and arguably uh, one of the greatest of all time. Well, someone is getting a lot of notice around here, and he's is, we mention him every week. It's James McDonald, Kent. I mean, I mean, there, you see some guys who have years, but this is off the charts. Yeah, it really is, um, and he deserves it because he, he works hard. Not that the other guys don't, but James really applies himself um, – yeah, he's a likable guy. He's an approachable guy. He communicates well with people, um, people being trainers and owners, um, caretakers, uh, everybody. He, he, he treats everybody the same, and he, he's, a, he's a great guy, and he's, he's a great talent. Um, he's another guy. He's, he's kind of like Bulldog Hanover. He showed you know, a, a certain amount of talent up until the last couple of seasons, but he's taken it to a whole new level in the last two years. The million-dollar question is why. I don't really have an answer other than the fact that uh, – you know, he's, he's just stepped up his game. He's, uh, uh, you know, it's a combination of confidence and talents and, um, it's just that skill. It's, it's, uh, it, it's a God gift to him. He's, he's just talented in that regard. He hmm. communicates well with horses through the lines and he, he, he makes, uh, more good decisions than bad decisions, way more good decisions than bad decisions on the racetrack, tactically speaking. So yeah, he's just a, he's a marvelous talent. Hmm. Okay. Talk a little bit about your horses now, Ken, what, what, uh, the ones that you're training. I've got a small stable. Um, I had a bad year this year, just unlucky. Uh, mm-hmm. my best horse got hurt, blah, 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 who, uh, who had that magnificent year last year for me and my partners. Um, but he's just started back on the comeback trail now. So he, he got a good report, um, during his last vet check. Um, so I'm optimistic and hopeful. I've got to stay positive that he can rebound and come back and, uh, you know, be the horse that he was, but uh, it, at the same time, it was very unfortunate to miss all those lucrative stakes that we were looking forward to racing in this year because he got hurt so early in the year. But um, 
uh, it's a test of character. It uh, it makes you do the right thing for the animal, which we did. We gave him all the time off he needed. And we we uh, constantly did ultrasound checks on a, a leg that he had an issue with, and uh, all looks well now. So we're just going to truck on and hope for the best for next year. Ken, I think the thing that stands out every time we have you on, and our listeners say it as well when we get feedback, is the passion you have for the sport and the craft of harness racing that, you know, even though maybe an off year, I mean, it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to get back. And that's the only way you can be successful at this level. I think when you, you have to love it and live it. And we do. Um, it's not just a job. You show up at night and punch the clock and then you slide off the back of a brontosaurus and go home. It's yeah. You're, you're totally involved in the game at all levels. Uh, whether it's yearling sales that are going on in Lexington, Kentucky right now, we're all watching the results because we want to see who's buying what and who's coming home with which horses. Um, you know, we watch the races at the Red Mile because we're we're fans of the sport. We're not just employees. We, we, we love the sport through and through from every single facet of the game. So, yeah, I, I love my time at the barn in the morning. I love interacting with my horses, and I like the colleagues and camaraderie of the people at the farm that I'm at and stuff like that. And then when I go to work, I, I have friends and colleagues there and I love speaking with all the participants there. So yeah, it's a, it's a sport you're really, where you're either all in or you're not. So and you get to talk to Larry Simpson now and then too. That doesn't suck. <laughs> no, no, it's pretty good to talk to Larry once in a while. Even though I was late talking to him this morning, <laughs> emergency pop up, but uh, here I am. Uh, it's all Better good. Kid. Than never, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess you've got your eyes on the upcoming Breeders' Crown, right, Ken? And, and what is it that, that that's the attraction of the of the Breeders' Crown races? Um, it's just the enormity of the event. It's it's not just one big race for one certain category of horses. It's the best of every single category out there. So there's 12 divisions in total. There's split the Pacers and Trotters, and then there's Colts and Phillies, and then there's two- and three-year-olds. So they split those all into different categories. At the end of the day, you end up with 12 championship races spread out over a two-day period. And what's cool about the Breeders' Crown is it's not the last stake race of the season, but it's probably the one that has the most impact on year-end voting for awards. So in categories where they're tight, maybe not a Bulldog Hanover category because he's a slam dunk to win that category, but... There are other divisions where there have been a number of different horses win major stake races over the course of the season. And uh, the old saying is it all comes down to the, to the Breeders' Crown. That falls into, you know, that year-end voting thing in the back of voters' minds. You know, the, the enormity of winning the Breeders' Crown could be the deciding factor in earning this horse or that horse year-end honors. So that's what makes it so incredible. You're a track announcer, and you try to bring a certain professionalism in every race, but you can't look—I mean, to me, you can't look at the Breeders' Crown as just another race. I mean, how do you have that professionalism but then rise to the occasion of a race of that magnitude? Um, yeah, you're 100% right. It's not its not just an average, ordinary uh, event. It's, uh, it's one of the greatest events of the season. We're treated to lots of them. Like you said, we had that wicked month of September— uh, we have our Pepsi North America Cup card, which is awesome as well. But the Breeders' Crown, like I say, it's where it's placed in the year. We've seen these horses battle all season. It's kind of the year-end championship for them all. So, um, you know, you you want to do the storytelling to the best year of your ability. Um, you get favorites win. You get colossal upsets. It's That's what's great about our sport is, you know, anything can happen. Ten horses go behind the gate, and any one of the ten, 
can win. Somebody can even beat Bulldog Hanover. We've seen it time and time again. You know, it's uh, and everybody gets to choose, choose to root for someone. They you either root for uh, Bulldog or you or you root for the underdog. So that's the great thing about racing. So if you weren't calling races, Ken, what do you think you would be doing? Mm, good um, question. If it was a nice night, I would be at the track and just enjoying the enjoying the evening from a, a fan's perspective. It's still. Even though you go to the track and you work X number of days per week, it's still nice to go to events um, and enjoy it, you know, with no responsibility other than being there and enjoying the events and all the all the mystique that goes with it, seeing the, you know, the, the best drivers, the best trainers, and all those best horses on the same night. So instead of it being a blur, which it is to me on Breeders' Crown Night, it's a blur because you go from one race and you move on, you forget about it, you move on to the next race, whereas if you're a fan, you... You sit back and you get to enjoy it from a totally different perspective. You get to absorb it and process it all and, and appreciate it. So it's it's just different uh, when you're working as opposed to spectating and watching as a fan. Well, Larry, we are both, uh, Larry and I are both team Ken, Ken Middleton. So, Ken, anytime we have to wait for you, it's well worth the wait. Uh, always have you, love having you on. I hope October is as good as your September. It was a real pleasure. Thank you for this. No problem, guys. Anytime. Uh, uh, appreciate the show. Appreciate the opportunity and uh, love the show. And he, oh, well, that's great. Thank you very much. Enjoy. After the break, Larry Simpson will look at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and your Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's always much anticipated Ponies Picks today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. We'll be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. 
All right, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems that Larry gives us as always anticipated? Ponies Picks Today, sponsored by our good friends at Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Thanks, Jim. Let's uh, start at uh, Woodbine. They, we've mentioned a few times that they host a stellar card today, cool. highlighted by the E.P. Taylor Stakes. And uh, there's also a pick five bet with a $50,000 guarantee starting in race two. And a pick four bet with a $100,000 guarantee starting with race four. So, uh, you know, get your uh, bank card out and get ready to roll on that. And again, a reminder, post time is 1.20 today and, and not 1.10. So uh, get there for a little bit early so you won't miss the uh, the first race. But I'm looking at uh, race eight. It's the grade three Durham Cup with a purse of $150,000. For three-year-olds and up, it's a mile and a sixteenth on the uh, Tapita. There's nine horses entered. I like the number seven horse, Hombre. He makes his first start at Woodbine for Hall of Fame trainer Roger Atfield. Or actually, he made his first start, I should say, mm-hmm. for uh, Hall of Fame trainer uh, Roger Atfield on September 9th on the turf and easily won an optional claiming uh, 80,000 claimer. And it was nice speed buyer speed rating of 92 that uh, this horse took. So uh, today, Hombre is on the Tapita, which is a surface he should be able to transfer this good form to. And actually, uh, he's a son of tourist who is a sire that has sired his share of good synthetic surface horses, um, and uh, including there was uh, there was a double stakes winner that did race at, at Woodbine uh, that uh, this horse uh, had. This guy is actually um, a brother too, hmm. and a horse by the speedy by the name of Speedy Soul. He's a t- uh, as I said, he's a two-time stakes winner on, at Woodbine on the Tapita, and this is a half-brother to Hombre, so he should be able to handle the uh, the surface. Since his last start, he's had two workouts on the tapita. He's had a 48 breeze and a 48 and three breezing from the gate, and this horse likes to win. He uh, uh, he had four wins. He's won four wins and 10 starts, all on the turf. He's been pretty handy horse winning at, listen to this, Woodbine, Churchill, Gulfstream, and, and Belmont. Not bad. Yep. And I think he's got a good chance of going five for 11 today, you know. So uh, Woodbine race eight, the Durham Cup Stakes, number seven, Ombre. I like that pick, and I like that name. What's next? Okay, next we have Keeneland. They're back racing. They have a nice 11 race card today. And race nine is the grade one breeders' futurity for two-year-olds. It's a mile and a 16th on the dirt and usually acts as an early indicator who might end up in the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile next month. Uh, number two, Loggins is a son of uh, Ghost Zapper. He's had one lifetime start, and what a start you could say it was, winning a maiden state uh, special weight at Churchill at six and a half furlongs by eight and a half lengths with a buyer speed rating of 92. Anybody that saw this race said that uh, Loggins basically just galloped out super after the uh, Churchill maiden race like a horse that will relish a, a distance of ground, which is what he's got today. And uh, I like the fact that uh, they paid $460,000 for this guy as a yearling, so there is some, some breeding there. Uh, he's certainly bred for a distance, being by Ghost Zapper. And, yeah, it's not easy to go from a maiden to a uh, graded stakes mm-hmm. and, and a sprint to a root. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of a double negative. But this is the same pattern that trainer Brad Cox did a couple of years ago when his essential quality won the same stakes race and then... Uh, 
you uh, throw in the uh, Flo Giroux, Brad Cox combination, winning at uh, you know over 25%. I believe you have lots to like with Loggins today. So Keeneland, race nine, the Breeders' Futurity, number two, Loggins. I like the cut of your jib, Larry. What's uh, next? Okay, Santa Anita has a 10-race card with three stakes races on tap, including the grade one American Pharaoh for two-year-olds. Uh, uh, race 10, though, is an optional 50,000 claimer. It's a mile and an eighth on the turf. A purse is $63,000. Um, number three, First Premio, made his first start since last November on August the 13th at Del Mar. And this guy has basically won eight races lifetime, made over a half a million dollars in his in his career. And his first start on August 13th was basically trouble-filled, where he was down on the inside pretty much, had nowhere to go, and he was just sitting off the pace, and unfortunately he had no place to go as the horses into the stretch, and the jockey had to wait until there was room and it was too late. So uh, he did uh, close well for third once he got some uh, some room, and this was basically a solid comeback horse for this horse. So uh, I, I really think that this guy, you know, he's had some solid work since. He looks like he's training up well uh, today, today's race. Um, trainer Tim Yakteen looks like he's got this horse back in the same class today, so there's no drop in class or anything. So there's lots to like with this eight year old today. So Santa Anita race 10, number three, first premio. And anything else? Yeah, let's go to Woodbine Mohawk Park. Uh, it's 11 race card tonight. Race five is a one mile pace for uh, $19,000, and it's perhaps my long shot play of the day. The number four horse, Party in the Shadows. I, Not I, a bad name. Yeah, I could just hear Ken Middleton calling that a few times. Party in the shadows. Party in the shadows, right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Is uh, he's twelve to one in the morning line? But this is a horse that's been in terrific uh, race shape. His last six starts with a win, two seconds, and two thirds, and a fourth place finish. And that's probably the reason why uh, top trainer Carmen Osiello reached in and, and claimed Party in the Shadows for twenty eight thousand dollars last week. Uh, Carmen, as we know, is one of the top uh, claiming trainers on the Mohawk circuit and obviously saw something to reach in and claim this guy and then technically uh, move Party in the Shadows up in class tonight where he has entered in a non-winners a three race with an optional claiming tag of $50,000, which with a four-year-old allowance, uh, Party in the Shadows is actually racing for a claiming price of $62,500. So that's a, quite a big increase. But I like the fact that it's interesting that even though uh, Carmen claimed the horse, he retains the services of driver and friend of the show, Scott Young, who's been aboard Party in the Shadows his last two starts with a win two starts back and a fast-closing third last week when Party in the Shadows closed from 10th to 3rd with a last quarter in 27-1. and one. I think the value is certainly going to be there tonight with this source. He might be up too high. He might not, but I think he's, he's, there's going to be some value and, you know, bet him win, win place if you want, back him up a little bit. So let's go Woodbine Mohawk Park, race five, number four, Party in the Shadows. Beautiful. A special Thanksgiving hello to Mark, our buddy, the friends of fans of horse racing. Always a pleasure to have your support. As always, thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, which was released recently, email our good friend here, Larry Simpson, at the Ponies 24 
247 experience at gmail.com. Don't forget about the Ponies 24 and 7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more info on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and donate to the cause. Stick around 1059 the region all week along the feed with the legend Ann Wilmer, York Region's only magazine shows up next. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. Have a great time with friends and family. Enjoy the races. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.